Welcome to Beyond the Peak Podcast, where our mission is to help high performers, entrepreneurs, and creators liberate themselves from their ever-growing chase in the rat race to embrace a life of freedom, expansion, and inner peace. On this podcast, we interview entrepreneurs with at least six-figure-sized businesses or people who are top performers in their field who have discovered that there's more to life than just achieving the next goal. I'm your co-host, David Perry, adventure, spiritual seeker, entrepreneur, coach, and creator. And over the last eight years, I've traveled around the world, built multiple online businesses to over six figures, helped some of the top influencers scale multi-seven-figure brands, and coach hundreds of leaders to make a living doing what they love. And I'm your co-host, Oliver Wolf, proud husband, father of twin girls, Leona and Kira, and adventure seeker. For the last decade, I've been a serial entrepreneur, starting my own businesses, as well as coaching others to six and multi-seven figures while maintaining a beyond-the-peak lifestyle. If you get value out of this podcast, we'd appreciate you liking and commenting on the episode, subscribing to the show, and sharing it with anybody you think would benefit. We'd also love to hear from you on social media by hashtagging SeekBeyondThePeak when you post about our show. And now, without further ado, let's get into this powerful conversation. Welcome to the first episode of Beyond the Peak podcast. I'm your co-host, Oliver Wolf, And I am your co-host, David Pere. And uh, today, we are super pumped to be here to shoot this first episode, of course. Uh, we've been sort of dreaming about this for quite a while uh, in different shapes and forms. And so we're actually going to spend this episode and this time with you to give you a bit of a background on Beyond the Peak, what it's about, why it's about, and give you a background on David and I as well. And, uh, and hopefully you'll be excited enough about it that you want to join us for the next coming episodes and on this wild ride that we call life. Our goal is that we want to have this podcast coming out once every week for you guys. So stay tuned. We have some amazing people that we're going to be interviewing. But for now, uh, let's dive into a little bit about our story, our journey, where Beyond the Peak came from. And um, yeah, just some insight as to kind of the seeds that have been planted here, uh, especially those of you who are going to join us on the journey. And so the first thing we want to dive into is... First of all, how Oliver and I actually came together, because we have a pretty crazy story that led us to uh, first, you know, just becoming acquaintances and then friends and then best friends and then best mans at each other's wedding. And uh, our fiancés, our best friends. What's it? What's that? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. I'm the godfather of his, of his two twin daughters. And so it's, it's a pretty wicked story. And a lot of where Beyond the XP came from. Uh, really was established from the relationship that we had. So we want to start there. How did we come together? How did our friendship develop? And how did that lead us to creating the Beyond the Peak podcast, creating Beyond the Peak podcast? We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Working on the messaging. So Oliver, why don't you yeah. start off and, uh, and dive into oh. how it started? Yeah, yeah. So actually, disclaimer too. So I've got my twin 21-month-old girls, Leona and Kira. You guys are definitely going to see them on the podcast, maybe today. Or later and time. hear them. So yeah, so they're playing with Mr. Potato Head and some kind of a car. Mr. Potato Head is already torn apart. Um, so if we get interruptions, it's, it's because of them, but that's okay. <laughs> so the story of David and Oliver basically starts with a chalkboard. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, this would have been, boy, how long ago? And not in your classroom chalkboard. No, exactly. That, that's part of the fun. So uh, it was a party for sure. It was about seven, five, seven-ish years ago, maybe. 
Yep. Remember that? Um, and so I was with a previous girlfriend at the time and uh, she was hosting or her roommate was hosting a party. And so I went over and it's your standard thing. We got beer pong happening. Uh, we have a debate, David and I, that he beat me that night. I highly doubt that, but you know, we'll let that go. Um, and what was important is that there was a, um, what's it called? A chalkboard painted wall. Right. And so on this painted wall, uh, there was just a bunch of random stuff, but there was definitely space. And so parties going on. And if I'm not mistaken, David was the one to lift a piece of chalk first and he went ahead and he wrote a quote. There's no way you remember that quote. Do you remember that quote? I have no idea what that quote Can you was. That would been like, so let's just make it up next time. Next time we tell the story, this was the quote. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so right. later. Um, but uh, no, so so basically he wrote a quote, uh, some kind of motivational quote. And then I picked up a chalk and I wrote a motivational quote. And then it was like, it was a, I think we wrote another one or two or three each. And then it got to the point where we just looked at each other and there was just like clear, romantic bromance spark. Love that first sight, baby. <laughs> That bromance was uh, was the moment we knew something was going to happen. Here. <laughs> <laughs> so that sparked into really um, at first not a whole lot, but we started catching up. We started connecting in different ways. Uh, at the time, this was the beginning of my entrepreneurial career. I was doing some MLMs, and of course, I saw Oliver, and I was like, I got to recruit this guy. He would kick ass. You mean, you mean like MLM people do every time they see like, everyone? Exactly. <laughs> I was that guy. Oliver was not interested, but I was gonna I was gonna hoard on him until he said yes. Um, but you know, I think the first thing that we kind of collaborated on after that was not a, an official collaboration, but it was your accountability call. Uh, Oliver right. started hosting an accountability call. He invited me out, and then so every week we started holding each other accountable to our goals. Um, to the things we were working on. I'm not sure if there was any other intention with that. Uh, it was a pretty basic. It was like one of the first sort of really intentional sort of accountability type things that I had created. It was actually inspired by Hal Elrod and his podcast, um, Achieve Your Goals podcast or something, where he talked about how he used to do that back in the day. So I was like, yeah, let's just give it a shot. And so David, of course, was excited to join that. But you know what? You're right. I often forget that part of the story. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's where it started. And so we connected on that. And then... Um, I was working on this organization called Young Pros. And this organization was a event company that we would hold events monthly. We also had a podcast called The Young Pro Show at the time. And the whole purpose and inspiration behind this was to inspire the next generation of leaders. Um, Oliver and I were both into leadership, both into inspiring people. And so naturally, not even officially, which is something that I've always loved about Oliver, is when he is inspired to do something, he will do it regardless of if he reaps rewards from it. So he started sort of working on the background, working on the background with me on Young Pros and just helping build this local movement out in Ottawa, Canada, where we would bring together hundreds of young people and we would inspire them to be better leaders. And this started creating this energy between us that, um, you know, we, we realized at that point, I think, that we would end up collaborating and doing something together, even if we didn't know what it is. And we, are, we already were, but there was going to be something more official in the future. And I feel like up until this point, it's been the biggest game of patience and tests and <laughs> uh, practice and trial and error to get us to the point where we're doing this now. But it started with that local movement. Totally, totally. And I definitely want to recognize too that when that movement was happening was when he, uh, David was at uh, Algonquin College. So he was a student and he headed this whole thing as sort of this side hustle 
uh, leadership inspiration type thing. And of course, if there's one thing that anyone knows about David is that he's fire when he gets on the mic. <laughs> and so uh, with young pros, he definitely created that as an extra opportunity to do so. And, uh, and it was really awesome to get to witness that early in our relationship to see, okay, cool. Like this guy knows how to show up in a powerful way that uh, can move people. Right. Uh, which I'd say moving people is more difficult than moving mountains. So yeah, kudos to that. And this was <laughs> back you, in our I appreciate that, man. I'll, I'll send the acknowledgement right back. I remember a specific event that we did back in the day. That was probably like five years ago. Um, but it was in a, it was in actually, if you guys know Shopify. Uh, if you yeah, I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> we were in the Shopify headquarters and we knew someone who could get us a room there. So we were in this space. Oliver was a speaker there and he started sharing his story about dealing drugs and how that led him mm-hmm. in, from a dark place into uh, the place where he's now, where, you know, he and place that he was, where he was going after different entrepreneurial ventures, creating success in his life and completely transformed his life around. And I remember seeing him there and uh, I had that same impression, which was like, you know, Oliver is dropping some bombs here, bringing some wisdom. And so love we bombs, definitely love bombs. Love bombs. <laughs> and so we definitely shared that energy. And uh, so after Young Pros, what, what was... Uh, what what directed and came from, from yeah. working, that was probably like a two-year journey of us kind of working together <laughs> take, while yeah. you were in scholars but then where did that kind of evolve into yeah totally so i think i mean the the playful thing i'd love to talk about after that is is uh it wasn't even entrepreneurial it's really just this point where um i had just broken up with uh, a girlfriend at the time you were living with four or five other guys is that yeah it? Four, four other guys and, and like shit show kind of thing, you know, dishes stacked to the ceiling every day kind of lifestyle. We've all been there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so it was cool. Cause I basically had this like apartment, like w- one bedroom. Yeah. One bedroom, almost studio apartment kind of thing. Uh, and, uh, and whereas David was actually living in a full house sort of thing and our relationship had been getting so much uh, stronger by then and so much more, uh, in alignment and interconnected through not just again like yeah okay we go out and we have fun but we just had this clear synchronicity in each of our desires for personal development sorry my, my father's actually behind me as well so if you can hear some coughing that's, that's over there. He, he, exactly we're actually at the cottage i might as well say that so my whole family's at the cottage right now one of my really important principles in life is family and uh and so our values i should say and so we're all here so I've got my twins playing with my their grandfather right behind me on a yoga mat. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So, anyways, uh, to to digress, um, yeah, it came to this really interesting point where David was, of course, supporting me through the breakup and such, and and he was getting fed up of his place, and he was like, "Yo, could I like crash at your place?" And I was like, "Well, I mean, all I got is this blue couch. So, I mean, if you really want this, the, sleep the on this. infamous blue couch." Yeah, that blue couch was amazing. So that so he ends up staying over for a night. Then we're, we're like, we're vibing out hard. Like it's it's awesome and so on and so forth. And I'll go more into details even then. But like it becomes two nights, three nights. It's becoming, I think it was like five nights. And then, and then David just like kind of looks at me and I, and I already had the idea. He's like, yo, you, you, can I like move in? <laughs> <laughs> and so he moves into this one bedroom apartment with me instead of a full-fledged house. <laughs> because, and this speaks to... I think one of the most important lessons that we know from Jim Rohn, which is you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with. And what I value so much about that decision is that what David did is he sacrificed a certain level of, of luxury, if you will. At, I mean, at that time as a college student, having a whole house 
it's pretty great. Um, so from sacrificing that to be in this pretty shitty <laughs> studio apartment <laughs> with another guy. And it was directly because we knew that we were able to influence each other to become better. We were getting up at like what, four or five in the morning, yeah. go out to the field and we like full, like basically primal rage, but through our affirmations kind of thing. Yeah. And just like to the top of our lungs. And it was making like its own movement. But um, yeah, I just found that one of the most admirable. We things had other people coming to us and yeah. uh, coming into the field, chanting affirmations, chanting incantations, jumping yeah, off the bridge, fun. like crazy morning <laughs> ritual that we had to like get us in the zone. And yeah, then we, we did bridge diving right all day and it would be so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's totally happening. So I'll definitely let you take it from there because I think the next, I mean, there's obviously, again, so many years of this happening, but the next thing would basically be the Impact Network if you want yeah, to dive into totally. that. So I don't know how many years after this was, but Ollie and I ended up moving into an actual house together uh, with a couple other people and it became this beautiful experience. It was a much bigger house than I had. And so I think we were like four or five people that were living there. Plus girlfriends well, eventually. Yeah, ex exactly. <laughs> well, I think with them, it was the four or five, because it was just initially us three, you, me, and Forrest. And yeah. then, uh, and then oh. who came after that? Then Colin joined. Yes. And then, and then Jess. Joined, and Christina, Jess joined. Yeah. And, anyways, and then, um, it, it was like seven, eight people. It was basically an entire commune. It was and a hustle. We all every single person in the house is an entrepreneur. Yes, every single one. Um, and so we had this really dope energy, like like Ali said about uh, you are the average of the five people that you surround yourself with. We had this, we created this environment where everyone would support each other. We'd call each other forward, not out on each other's shit. So if we weren't staying committed to what we said we were going to do, if we weren't honoring our word, if we weren't honoring our integrity, we would call each other forward. And, 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 uh, to describe what that means is an invitation to step up. It's an invitation to rise up to your word, to rise up to your commitment. And we would always respond to those really, really well with a commitment to the thing that we said we were going to do. Um, and so it began this beautiful growth experience in this community where some really close people started being attracted to us who all valued growth, who all valued success, who all valued internal shifts and changes. And so um, fast forward to a weekend at a cottage, at Ollie's cottage where we're having a conversation and we're uh, discussing, or I, I basically pitched him on this idea called the Impact Network. And that was gonna be an evolution from the young pros that Oliver and I could do together. And so we had this vision where we would create this thing called the Impact Network. We would lead events like the Young Pros. We would guide them into workshops and we'd start really building this even more powerful community around Ottawa where we'd really support them, not only with these events, but with these workshops. And so we had this event, Ollie and I emceed it. It was freaking phenomenal. We had a few times where the crowd was just laughing their asses off. Uh, we had or crying. Crying. We had was, crying. A really yeah, whole beautiful nine. experience. And, and full fledged that, experience. What's that? Full fledged, like array full of emotions. <laughs> and one, one of the beautiful things is all of the speakers were these people in our community. Like we had both of our partners. I don't know if I was with Christina at the time. I think I was. Uh, yeah, I think so. And so we had both of our of, of our girlfriends who were speaking on stage as well. And so it was really like this this event was not now not only just a reflection of other entrepreneurs and speakers who were in the area, but now it was a reflection of us 
and a reflection of us as speakers and us as entrepreneurs and us building our businesses and really uh, moving towards this, um, this life of personal development and growth. And that dissolved pretty quickly. And so do you wanna, do well, wanna basically what happened that? is we both got really good opportunity. I'm pretty sure that's when you started Kaboom was the end of impact network, wasn't it? Or, no, that's or like travel to, uh, I left to Asia. Okay. That might've been it. Cause I feel like there was like a, a blatant, like I started, yeah, I started a marketing agency and then yes. left to go travel go. across the world, basically across Asia with Christina. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I was like, we didn't just like let it die. There was something significant. That yeah, got we, we were so, yeah, inspired they, they, to go into different directions. And what was calling exactly. me was travel and new relationship and new business and building oh. this agency across Asia. And I'm not, I think you were stepping into at that point. Um, I'm, I'm not sure what you were. I mean, my coaching. I'm pretty sure it was still yeah, my coaching. I think it was your coaching. Yeah, yeah, my sales coaching. Yeah, our sales training or whatever you want to call it. Um, so, yeah, totally. So, Impact Network was quite an interesting, another spark again. And it's just kind of this thing where David and I had always just like, whether it was professional entrepreneurial, we we're always like sparking things and really making things happen quickly and effectively and in such alignment um, that there were all still just hints and also opportunities to prove to each other that we can actually work within the same sphere. Um, because this is one of the big things you hear a lot of people say is like, hey, be careful going to business with your friend, right? It might ruin the relationship. It might cause a problem, it might whatever. Um, whereas I'd say it's like, with the right friendship, with the right container, expectations, transparency, authenticity, ability to communicate and share and, and hold each other in the lows and the highs and all that kind of stuff. It's like, who else would you want to go into business 100%. other than that? 100%. Like, would, And would that not be exactly what I would hope for someone coming into a business who I didn't know personally is that they have those attributes. If I already have those with someone, why would I not bring that from the start? 100%. And so I think all of what uh, these experiences were, although it could be easily, you know, as you, as people would say, you learn from your failures, you call those failures. I just feel like there were all these incredibly powerful experiential playgrounds. <laughs> um, so I think that after that, we might as well move into like BTP beyond the peak and basically how that sparked. Uh, did you want to take the lead on that or you want to do a little dance, jump back and forth? <laughs> <laughs> you know how much I love dancing. So story of Beyond the Peak, how this all started, how this all began. Um, this was really cool because, you know, you've, you've heard all the things that we started working on together, collaborated on, yet nothing was fully it yet. And we always knew something was going to manifest that we would get to work on together that would allow us to uh, fucking blow up. I was like, going to say, excuse my language. And I'm like, wait a second. I swear. This is my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, you know, about a year ago, almost actually, which is crazy, Ollie, because it was last October that we had that experience. And so we're almost really wow. Yeah, we're almost a full year. I totally didn't think about that. That's wild. (laughs) (laughs) So 11 months ago about, um, you know, the idea of us working together started to manifest again and we weren't sure exactly what it was going to be but we well and and at that moment we were working together but in someone else's company yes right that's when we were working with kaboom and and pressing smiles and you coming around because you were you were there for about a year right uh nine months months. so around around january after that um so we had that experience though before you stepped into kaboom 
Correct, correct. Good time. Yeah. And so we were having this conversation, didn't know exactly how we would collaborate and work together, but we knew that something was going to manifest, something was going to come from this. And uh, so we decided to say, hey, let's go on a psychedelic medicine journey together and see what happens, see what manifests. And so we went out to Rigo Mountain, uh, which is a mountain near in Montreal, uh, near where Ollie lives. And we had some San Pedro, uh, or otherwise San known Pedro, as, San Pedro, <laughs> otherwise known as the chemical compound mescaline, um, which is the chemical that can be found from the San Pedro cactus. And so we brought it to the top of the mountain, and uh, you know both had you know decided that we could not do this at the top of the mountain because it's a public area; people would see us. And so we knew we had to find somewhere beyond the mountain beyond the peak now this name hadn't come yet but this is how it started and i'll I'll let you take it out from here yeah sure i'll piggyback that yeah and i think part of like when we got to the peak a large part of this is we were getting together to just be intentional with each other's and like hang out more intentionally and so we wanted to like put intention into the medicine and all that kind of stuff and so we knew that we wanted privacy for that right so that was part of it it's not even just the idea of like we wanted to hide what we're doing like i don't we don't really care. Like yeah. it's really more like we wanted that 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 sort of safe space. And, and, and I think one last change. thing to say here is one mm. of our intentions of this experience was actually to get a name for what right. we wanted to create. We wanted right. that to come, and so all you can keep going from here. Yeah, totally. So so anyway, so we end up beyond the mountains peak, and uh, hint hint, <laughs> like wink wink, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we find this this really great little spot, nothing too significant kind of thing, but we do, we're talking about the fact that like we're kind of joking around, we're literally talking about like oh you know people like we the, the idea of what beyond the peak is about, which we'll get into after, started to emerge, conversing about the reality that people always go for the peak and never go further than that and i'm not going to go too much into it right now but what that results in basically and so when we were going beyond it we started playing with this idea and kind of joking back and forth and this is very much what david and i do is we'll like ping pong into (laughs) into something real uh these interesting and deep ideas and so then we take our, our our medicine and we're just flowing all that kind of stuff. And there's nothing really, I mean, I don't know about you, but for me personally, during the time of that medicine, we didn't actually think crazy much about, I mean, about what this was. Again, it didn't have a name yet. It was really just like, we didn't. We just had our journey. We had our experience. We hung out. We chilled. We were in the, in nature and the fall day, colored leaves. And I think it's such weather. an important part of it, man, because we weren't trying to figure it out. Mm. Uh, we were allowing ourselves to be. We were allowing ourselves to experience. We were allowing ourselves to go on the journey. And that led us to the answer that we were looking for. Yeah, totally. So I'm just muting myself here and there when there's like a baby that's like, give me my toy. <laughs> my toy. Uh, so uh yeah so from there basically we get to the end of our our uh actually it starts to almost get dark first of all and we obviously knew that we were going to be on this medicine so we set up that jess uh my fiance would make a, make sure to pick us up and we were like oh we gotta go because like when it gets dark anyone who does hiking knows that a dark trail is terrifying <laughs> and so uh, especially this one that's covered in roots and rocks and all that stuff and we're like almost halfway down kind of thing and we just look at each other and we're like, dude, shit. We didn't think of a name. Like we, we didn't, we literally didn't do anything like what we intended for the whole purpose of doing this. <laughs> uh, did you want to take it from there? Yeah, hundred um, percent. And so then 
uh, immediately as we're going, we're still, you know, we're coming down off of, off of San Pedro. And so we're still in the experience though. And I get just like an immediate download from that moment when we were talking about going beyond the peak of the mountain to go do our San Pedro experience. And that comes out. What about beyond the peak? And then we spend the next probably 10, 15 minutes realizing all of the connections that come with beyond the peak. Yes, we went beyond the mountain to get to where we wanted to do our experience. That's where most of our experience happened. We found a beautiful spot and it was amazing. But also, like Ollie was just saying, there's so much around our society and our world, especially in the world of entrepreneurship, but even in the corporate world and anywhere where people are chasing the peak of success. We are sold the peak of success. We are sold the car. We are sold the house. We are sold the job. We are sold the money. We are sold the peaks. When in reality, we found, and after, and so many of the people around us and the people that we're going to interview have found happiness, fulfillment, joy, and inner peace do not manifest from the peaks. Those peaks typically are are, uh, fading uh, moments of feeling good that don't last very long. They are um, usually not long lasting. We found for us and for all the people that we're interviewing that true peace, true expansion, true happiness comes from the life that is lived beyond the peaks of success. And I'll let Ollie kind of take it up from there. Love that. Love that. I like that last line. That was solid. Um, yeah, I really want to speak to uh, a perspective I have on the idea of beyond the peak. And so you spoke of like the materials, right? The cars, the money, the this, the that. I think one of the really other big immaterial things is goals, in general, just hitting a goal, an immaterial, arbitrary goal um, that is typically not even your own. And we've heard of this kind of idea before of like, it's really society's goal that's programmed into you. And then you're made to think that way. And here's the goal I want. Yes. Um, But even just on a basic level, if you even know how to think past that layer, and you've set these goals, all of our culture, so much of our culture is based on hitting those. And I think, again, not just entrepreneurs, this is why in our mission statement, we talk about entrepreneurs, but we say creators. And what's the other one? I believe High performers. High performers. Yes. Thank you. And so what it made me think of is like these high performers that I had been many times. I've broken records in my time of, of organizations that I've been. I've been top sales professional, top sales manager, like all these accolades and such. And it, the reality is, is that you can reach that goal. And that's where there's the highest levels of depression is when you hit these arbitrary points in time that the moment you hit it, it becomes the past. And from that moment, you're like, wait, what did I, yeah. what am I even doing? What did I do? Why? And, and here's the, the epitome of why this is a problem is that because they had that one goal, that peak, that they're that one single peak that they set out to, to achieve and get to the top of, they sacrificed everything else, time, energy, family, friends, health, like all these other things typically end up getting sacrificed. Right. Because no boundaries are set because I want that peak, nothing else. Yeah. And so this is what we're about is we need to talk about what happens beyond the peak. When you hit that peak and you look down the other side, is there anybody there waiting for you? Is there anything there waiting for you? Is there anything that really matters there on the other side of that peak? And so this is the kind of conversations we're excited to have with our guests who have reached these pinnacles 
probably had their own crashes and have understood that there is no one peak. There is so much more beyond a peak. Uh, and so this is sort of the inspiration that came in for me uh, as a download. Powerful, bro. Mm. Powerful. Um, yeah, I'll piggyback on that. You know, for me, a lot of it was, um, you know, very similar in that, like, I always had this idea of what life I wanted for myself. I always, you know, had this idea. And for the longest time, like, I remember shooting for the number six figures. And it was like, once mm. I hit 100K a year in my business, all of my problems were going to be solved. And then I remember hitting six figures in my, in my consulting company and not even realizing it. And then looking at it and being like, oh shit, I hit it. And guys, I didn't feel any fucking different. I felt exactly the same. And in, you know, at that moment, and I ended up you know, hitting that over and over again. And then the next one was like, okay, well maybe 20K a month will make me hit differently. If I hit 20K in a one month period, I'm going to be like over the moon. And then I hit it. And then I still didn't feel any different. I was happy for a second. I went out to celebrate, but more and more, what I'm realizing from my own life is the, the life beyond the peak for me is everything that lives beyond that target. Yes, the peak is great. Fuck yeah, I still love climbing mountains and getting to the top of them. I'm always gonna love it. I'm always gonna have another peak, but I need to make sure that beyond that peak, lives my community, lives my, my family, lives my friends, lives my health, lives my connection to spirit, lives my adventure, lives all the things that I care about. And then I'm spending my life in what lives beyond the peak, not for the peak, because it's not for that. That's a part of the journey. It's a part of the fun. It's a part of the experience. It, de it, it develops confidence within yourself to hit it. But if you make your life about that, and both Ollie and I have experienced this, you will be unfulfilled. And so we really want to change that narrative and bring the conversation around what it means to live that life, how you can live that life for yourself, and how you can create a world where not only are you hitting the peaks of success in the areas of life that you want, based on your terms, not narratives that other people have fed you, not things that other people have given you to say that you should get this, but things that you actually want. Not only are you hitting the targets of the life that you want, but you have a, a life experience beyond that, that has substance, that has value, that has potency, that you know, no matter what happens, you can come back from the peak fulfilled because you've built a life around the peak, not just about the peak. But I'm <laughs> mic drop stop the recording we're done that's a wrap <laughs> we don't need to make our intro anymore we'll just like clip that out we're good yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right so so yeah so i think that it's funny because uh, basically we had obviously an outline here of things that david and i want to talk about and we're looking at it as we're going along here and one of them the next one is supposed to be like high level professional success like what our success has been and it's funny because in our storytelling i think we've actually already alluded to that I was yeah. talking about how I've been, you know, top, like literally first place sales rep, first place sales manager, you know, in, in multiple different companies, Cutco, College Pro, Scholarship Service, like all these different organizations. I was just like that top performer. Like I always, I had this fun thing in my mind, which is um, if you want to, or what was it? Every, to beat a record, all you need to do is, is like the record plus one kind of thing. Um, but no, I had some stronger stuff. I remember just this, this way that I used to think was so driven by like, beating everyone else 
not in a, in a sense of to bring them down. It was always to, like we would rise, uh, rising tide rises all ships kind of leadership or, or kind of beating in a sense where I'd still always want to be number one. And so, uh, so yeah, so it was just, this was the mindset that I had for the longest time. And it resulted in me working those, you know, 80, 90, 100 hour week and being like, yeah, I did it. You know, I've done, I've done the hours. I'm the, I earned this accolade because I put in all those hours and, and, but I have nothing else (laughs) out of thing. Um, But I don't know if you'd love to jump to the next question or, or stay on that one a little bit, but I'd love to chat about what we feel like we've already alluded to it as well, but like living beyond the peak uh, in our lives, what that means. Totally, man. I think that like we almost in the outline kind of had the conversation about all of these things while we were sharing our stories um but let's have and and just to touch on that guys so you know where the world that i'm coming from as well um you know i've been heavy in the um in the world in the coaching industry for a while from running a marketing agency for coaches to building up a consulting company to uh over six figures to partnering with some of the biggest influencers of the world like preston smiles and helping him build a multi-million dollar organization building a sales team from the ground up um, and really helping him get that message out to the, uh, to, to a lot more people. And I've got, I've had the blessed fortune to work with a lot of amazing people in this industry. Um, and you're going to meet a lot of them on this podcast, but really in all of that, um, the theme has always been, uh, how do we help the theme for me, at least has always been, uh, how can I help someone live that life that they fully came for, that they fully came here for, uh, that life that they feel in their heart is why they walk this planet. And so I help a lot of people now in my coaching companies do really walk the path that they actually love. But all of this comes back for me to living beyond the peak, uh, because that version of, for me, that definition of living beyond the peak is living a life in accordance to your highest self. It is living a life that represents not only uh, a life of externalized success, but internalized fulfillment, a life that embodies your core values. And if you don't know what those are, discover them. Um, for me, the three things that really, that I, that I strive to embody in my day-to-day life is freedom, love, and expansion. And those three things are super important to me because I always want to be expanding. I always want to be tapping into this freedom of my experience. And I always want to be walking the path of my heart, walking the path the, uh, of, of, of the life that, um, that holds the message that is true to me. And if you look at my brand, uh, you'll see White Heart, which is, a, which is a name that I go by to represent walking a path of leading life through my heart. But for me, Beyond the Peak is a... Uh, is a declaration that you're not only going to live for externalized success, but internalized fulfill, fulfillment. And you will map your life, create your life, paint your life to match the perfect representation of what you truly desire to allow you to be fulfilled, not to be validated, not to be recognized, not to be uh, the top dog. Maybe that's what you want. And that could be a part of it. 
but where is the substance? So living beyond the peak for me is that. When you go home, do you have a happy family that you're going home to? Uh, when you're outside of work, can you go out in nature and just enjoy life? When you're by yourself, can you allow yourself to be in silence, to be with yourself? Or are you scared of the anxiety that you feel internally because you're constantly chasing the next thing? Do you have the capacity to be here in the present moment? So these are all things for me that represent living beyond the peak. Uh, Ali, I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. Yeah, totally. You'll hear my whole family too at the same time. So it's going to be a good time. And I love how you finish that off with like being present in the moment. And I'm like, completely not. <laughs> I'm like split right now. My family just like filed into the place from the, from the lake. Uh, so like there's my sister who's uh, nine months pregnant right now. She's going to pop any day. <laughs> and her boyfriend, my dad, my mom, my two babies and uh and of course my amazing fiance so they all just stormed in so you're gonna hear that but nonetheless uh <laughs> i will answer my portion of the question uh somewhat uh, more condensed because i don't want to take too much other sound um but yeah so so what beyond the peak means uh in terms of living by that idea or ideum is i've alluded to it many times throughout this conversation which is just this idea of not getting so caught up in any one thing in its simplest form it's really about that right we've heard of like life or work life balance sort of thing and there's no there's not really such thing it's 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 life it's all life there's no work life balance it's not work or life you're still living your life and so i think it's about understanding there's just beyond the peak there's a wholesomeness to it all and that true goal achievers uh, the, those who are achieving the greatest fulfillment in life are those who are able to find that rhythm in all things. Uh, and so that to me is what I'm looking to cultivate and, and what I'm really excited to uh, see how others are doing, right? Inviting Let's, these people. Real, real quick, you said Please. true goal achievers. I'll say true beyond the peakers. Oh, beyond the peakers, hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want so, to go from being a goal achiever to a beyond, to the, beyond peaker? the peaker? Join today's podcast. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Keep going, Ali. No, it's good. This is it's like live right here. <laughs> we just heard the first branding. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So I think that beyond that, uh, let me think here. What else do we want to make sure we, we nailed before saying uh, goodbye, everybody? The last, the last question, which is a, which is just a question that mm. um, we had on here to just to give you guys a little bit of an idea of where we're going and what we see. Um, Cause this is the beginning for us of something really, really potent, something powerful, something um, that we hope will bring a lot of value to a lot of people's lives. And so, um, you know, I'm going to ask you this question, Ollie, which is, you know, what is the ultimate uh, vision of your life as a beyond the peaker? This question is still so difficult. <laughs> I'm like, damn. Uh, <laughs> we, we were talking before here and Ollie's like, I have no idea what the answer to that question is, but we're going to roll with it. Oh, totally, man. It's got to be emergent and on the spot. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so the ultimate version for my uh, life as a, again, beyond the peaker, and which we still have to define what that even means, but uh, I think it has a lot to do with what you and I did recently. So we actually took the time to go out and to meditate on an island and discover what our ultimate level 10 self is in 11 different areas of life. We, we came out to 11. We started like with seven or eight. And we're like, well, this could actually be this and this. And so we ended up with 11 uh, areas of life. And we defined what each of those were at their level 10 ultimate self. And then took the time to as well, of course, right where we are, where we are now. The point is, is 
I guess really at the end of the day for uh, beyond the peaker at, at, you know, ultimate vision would be to have all of those at nine, you know, realistically, I don't believe there's such thing as actually having 10 on 10. Uh, inherently there's also the, anytime you get closer to something, you learn more about it such that it then gets further in, in needing to understand and so on. So I think that I'll never reach a level 10 of my life because I'll always discover that once I get to nine, seven, eight or nine, Oh my God, there's, there's so much more I could be. There's so much more I could do. There's so much more that I could reach. And so, yeah, I think for me, that ultimate self is hitting those eights and nines and staying at eight and nine over and over and just throughout the rest of my life. So I think beautiful. How about you, man? I obviously got to ask you that same. Actually, you know what? Cut the podcast. We're done. David's done. <laughs> One-sided. This is now the <laughs> podcast. Um, right, you're up. So for me, I, I will, I'll piggyback on you know, what, a lot of what you just said, um, which is that, you know, the game is never done. Hi. Um, you know, I feel like life is, life is always unfinished and incomplete and it's, um, I, or, or some, some of my mentor likes to say is, is perfectly complete yet unfinished. Oh, perfect, and whole and complete. Perfect, whole and complete, but unfinished. I love that line. And I love that line. At first it's like, what? That's such a paradox. It's such a dichotomy. How could it be perfect, whole and complete, but unfinished? But that is life itself. Because every time you, every time you get to a place where you feel fulfilled and at ease and complete and at peace with what you've created, there is always more because the universe is always seeking expansion. The universe is always seeking to grow through you. And if it's always seeking to grow through you, then there will always be something else. And so I feel like for me, the ultimate vision is that I am constantly living in accordance to my values and creating a world where, like Ali said, I am in alignment in all the different areas of my life, not just one, not just my career, but my family, my desire for freedom, my desire for community, that I am living life to its absolute fullest and at peace, knowing that it will never be done, that I will never reach a goal that I am fully satisfied with, that I will never reach a place that I am like, okay, I am I'm, I'm never going to want more. I know on my deathbed, I may be at peace, but I probably could still have more. I probably could still expand. And I don't know because I'm not there. So we'll see when I get there. Hopefully it doesn't happen anytime soon. But for me, I think that describes living. My ultimate vision is to be totally at peace with living my life as it is perfect, whole and complete, but unfinished and living that absolutely fully. Love it. Love it, man. Love it. So I think with that, I mean, really just going to come down to thank yous and see you in the next one. And Hey, like, subscribe, hit that like button, like whatever. Hit that subscribe (laughs) button, like, follow us, (laughs) iTunes, Spotify, do the whole thing, share it with your friends and family. Go crazy with it. If you know someone who is, uh, who wants, who would want to be a beyond the peaker who needs to be a beyond the peaker and would want to be a part of this podcast, please go ahead and reach out to them, share it with them, tell them to watch this episode and to follow us on the journey. Cause shit's about to go down on this podcast. Yeah. And I'll just uh, piggyback on it and just say, obviously, thank you 
guys so much for your time, your attention, our most valuable currencies in, uh, in existence at this time. And, uh, and we really look forward to uh, bringing on incredible people that will make you feel so expansive about what's possible for the world and yourself and such. And so again, thank you so much. And I believe without that, with that being said, Beyond the Peak, out. Much love, everybody. That's it for today's show. We love to hear from you. So leave a comment with what your golden nugget from the episode was. And remember to tag us using the hashtag SeekBeyondThePeak. And of course, if you got value from this episode, consider sharing it with a friend. Who knows? Maybe there's wisdom in here that could change their lives forever.